You're listening to The Big Shiny Podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Nick. This is Lucas. This is John. This is Tom. This is Tyson. And you're listening to The Big Shiny Podcast. Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) More cutting shall be done. Um, Thor Ragnarok set images. Did you guys look at those? I no. did. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Dude, yeah. looking like Jeff Goldblum. He looks like <laughs> David Bowie. Like, space, it's got that Starman stuff going on. I would just, what the fuck's up with Thor's hair being all short? Well, he's a gladiator so now. Yeah, I know. And that's going on in the comics as well. But he's not Thor anymore in the comics, right? Because Jane way is Thor. To become Thor. It's actually quite interesting. It's a great book. Who's writing the book? Uh, Jason Aaron. Really? Yeah. Fuck, I love that guy. The Unworthy Thor. It. I didn't so, know what who the name it of was book? when I saw that this picture. Is, sorry, ahead. we're going to nope, get go. real tangent here. But, so, Thor, Thor. Secret Wars ended, mm-hmm. but there's like relics from the other Earths scattered mm-hmm. around the 616 universe now. Mm-hmm. And Ultimate Thor's Hammer is in Old Asgard, which is now in the Collector's possession. He stole all of Asgard, and he pretty much baited the unworthy Thor knowing that he really wants a hammer back to try to pick up this hammer. Oh, really? And they're on like issue four right now of six, I believe. And like the hammer is calling him. He's right next to you. He's about to touch it. No one knows what's going to happen, but I'm pretty sure Thor is getting the ultimate Thor hammer. That sounds really cool. That's it cool. is. I should be reading that. Pretty great. Yeah. So he has short hair in that. He has yeah, short hair in, in the movie. And it's not even blonde. It's like a brand. I didn't know who that was at first. I yeah. just I was like, wait, oh, oh, it kind of threw me off. Well, this fits mm-hmm. in if he's doing the gladiator thing because the whole Planet Hulk stuff, right? Yeah. Yep. Valkyrie looks like a badass. Everything looks awesome. Everything's super bright and yeah. colorful too. Yeah, I love that. It all looks real, real good. I, yeah, I didn't have I a whole lot to say about it. Other Loki than, like, officially cool. confirmed. Yeah, with yep. the photo. Yeah, yep. Loki's in it, and then we all we already know Doctor Strange is also in it, and yep. obviously the Hulk. Yeah, they have a picture of. Uh, Bruce Banner in there. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, I missed that one. It's kind of low key, like ah. eh, that was not intentional. <laughs> Ooh, that airs next month. Uh, American Gods. Oh right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that that's on Showtime? That. Yeah. No. Uh, Tom Stars. 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 Something. Yeah, it'll you know it'll it'll get there. Fuck you guys. You can just go off. <laughs> um, yeah. I've actually listened to. I've listened to American Gods Thanks, John, and fallen asleep to that book a couple times, so I'm interested to see <laughs> how it goes. I you know, dig it. A lot can, of people can, don't, but... Since I can't talk about Legion, can I plug a book that I'm listening to right now? It's sci-fi. It's What's cool. it called? It's called? It's called All Our Wrong Todays. Hmm. It's really, really good. I heard a review for it on NPR, and so I was like, oh, well. You guys fucking call me old. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded really interesting. The cool thing about the book... Cardigan bitch over here. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's really fast paced, but uh, essentially I'm not, I'm about 75% through it right now, but the storyline is that there's a guy who's living in 2017, but it's the quote unquote real version of 2017, which is all that world's fair stuff came true. There's flying cars. There's all this Mm. other stuff. Um, And his father has invented uh, time travel. But it can only go back to the point in like 1970 something when they turned on the this power box that was like the revolutionary thing that just offered massive amounts of free power to everybody and allowed for this like utopia world to come to fruition through 
some like personal tragedy and all this other stuff, he decides to use the time travel machine and go back and he changes things. And so then when he wakes up, he's in R2017, which to him is like almost post-apocalyptic. Like it's, it's everything's just ass backwards. <laughs> so it's, it's a really funny book too. What's it called? Uh, All Our Wrong Todays. Huh. And it's really, really good. And so now it, then it kind of becomes like a fish out of water story. And he talks about, you know, just by like he talks about how he still exists. But now he's got a sister, which he didn't have before. His dad's not an asshole and his mom is still around. And he talks about how all these millions and billions of people don't exist. And all these new millions of billions of people exist. And there's he meets certain variations of people that he knew. But it was because they were conceived like five days later than what they originally were when he knew them. So they look a little bit different, hmm. but it's really good. It's hmm. really good so far. Like I said, I, I haven't finished it yet. I'm about 75% through, but if you want like a good, it's a good audio book. Each of the chapters are only like two to four minutes long. Like they, it's real snappy book. Um, so I'm sure it translates the yeah. same way into that book. And there's actually an entire chapter of just him saying fucking shit over and over and over again, <laughs> along about four pages. That's <laughs> awesome. We, um, so, so just to keep the book talk real quick, so I'm about done with the first audiobook of um, The Expanse, mm -hmm. uh, Leviathan Wakes. It's way better than the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> but the TV show is also really fucking good, so that's all. Uh, did you want to defend your Jeopardy I'm habits? Not, I'm going to throw one book oh, thing in here. Oh, okay. We're just doing this. Um, you've all read American Gods? I have. Most of it. There is a extension story. Oh, his, uh, his Norse. No, no. He wrote a like another story for shadow within trigger warnings his yeah. last collection oh. of short stories tom knew that already. well no i just said yeah because i bought trigger warnings yeah. for my wife i don't i haven't read it i, I just... haven't I, my girlfriend just finished reading american gods and so now we're gonna dive into this trigger warning story i avoided buying that show. book just because of the name like it sounded like a dumb name, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna pass." It's pretty great. Is it? As far as like his short story collections go, I enjoy this one quite a bit. Nice. A lot of times, there's a lot of poetry in there. It's like it's like reading Lucas's notes. I don't need it. Yeah, yeah. You get that once uh, every other week with me. Love your work. I don't need your poems. <laughs> <laughs> He's a weird fucking guy. Yeah. You so, want to, you want to defend Jeopardy? What the fuck is wrong with Jeopardy? Got it. No, it was uh, <laughs> no. Um, so ever since, like, so when Emily and I first started dating, no TV. Like, we never had cable or anything. So that's just something that we've always watched when we don't have cable. It's like, all right, it's six thirty. Watch Jeopardy. And she, where <laughs> My was grandparents I? Grandparents do the same thing. I think I was in Boston, and she's like, "What the fuck is this Dungeons and Dragons bullshit?" What? What? Yeah, that's what she said. And it was uh, that Will Wheaton YouTube show. Oh, what? Yeah. Like Critical yeah. Role, or I don't know what the fuck it's called. And this is on, or is it the Dan Harmon one? No, okay. that's on CSA. Harmon Town. No, she's like, no, these there are these like lanky, weird nerds. Um, yeah, look it up, Tom. <laughs> and she's like, what the fuck oh, is this? Geek, shit? So, Geek and Sundry, yeah, wow, that was on. And she's like, what the fuck is this? I was like, are you on the right channel? Like, did you do something wrong with the TV? And she's like, no, I'm watching TV, it's on channel 14, and there's some. Dungeons and Dragons shit and it says it's supposed to be Jeopardy so I'm just like alright so sorry and I come home the next week and we go to put it on and it's the same thing and it had it, that's when I saw it. it was Will Wheaton and Felicia Day 
And it looks terrible. It looks like you're watching a shitty version of a YouTube show. Mm-hmm. And then when there's a commercial, it's fucking slow-mo, like, street basketball dunks. What? <laughs> it was so fucking weird. Because Geek and Sundry is, like, insanely popular. Yeah. Like, it's It huge. looked fucking stupid, and it was boring as hell. It's bigly popular. I, I have to ask, what's what's really behind all this anger? <laughs> you prefaced it changed. Your, your disappointment. I don't like with- change. They took How away his you Jeopardy. and your wife used to watch this. Is this, is this like more change, your fear John. of change? Your I don't relationship like change. is changing. <laughs> no, it's because I'm a creature of habit. Like big, okay. big time creature <laughs> oh, of dude. habit. While you were gone, ask your new employee about the panic attack I had when there was no burritos. Oh, I'm sure. It fucked up my day because nobody was at work. The office was empty and there was no goddamn burritos and I did not know what to do with myself. And then Salesforce was broken to boot. I was like, this is fucking the oh, worst. Fuck Salesforce. That's the worst. That is so bad. Do you uh, use Salesforce? I had to when I ran <sighs> the logistics company. You it can ask Tiffany about Salesforce. She supports it for American yeah, Express. No, that's, that's all. Just uh, change right. things. I was mad. It was for like so six really, days. So really, you confirmed our point. Yeah, no. It was only for six days. It's back now? It was like, you've been watching a preview of some random thing and then it was back to normal you took away my jeopardy like how how low down the totem pole has jeopardy fallen that geek and sundry was able to buy their airtime for no it was they were airing like some they were doing like a test channel like a different channel oh yeah like everything was different weird god damn yeah Um, how low has channel 14 fallen that they just get bumped for a test they air high school football and we were state basketball and that's about it i uh is a total tangent. I'm sorry to derail this, but have at it. Been having weird dreams lately. Go on. Yeah, like and normally I wouldn't share a dream, but this is beyond the normal. I think you'll enjoy this. So I am walking in what is supposed to be my neighborhood, and down from the sky beam a headless chicken with a blue like a electricity type halo above its head which it communicated telepathically with me of course yeah i mean the headless thunder chicken. like you do his planet is in danger and they have brought a spaceship (laughs) and they need me to go there to help them out he didn't explain how and i didn't ask quite i was like all right yeah (laughs) yeah sure headless chicken with lightning so i grabbed my girlfriend i'm like let's we gotta go repopulate the chicken planet and so we go and we get in and he's explaining how it works to me and this is the weird part. <laughs> this oh, is the weird part. Okay, okay, good. I was, I was like, this isn't that it weird. It runs on pulled chicken. <laughs> what? They are a race of chicken, but the, it's fueled by pulled chicken. So there's like a mini fridge. It's got a bunch of pulled chicken in it. And so I put it in the gas tank. And that was most of the dream. We're just on our way. But then we hit like the halfway point. I have to refuel. And I go back to the fridge, open it up. All potato salad, no chicken. <laughs> and I panic. I freak out. What the fuck? Of I'm course. Like, and then I'm like, she ate it. We're the only two people on the ship. She ate all the chicken. It's our fucking fuel. And I was going to go yell at her, and then I woke up. And it was, really weird. <laughs> was it one of those dreams where then you woke up and you were actually angry at her for something that happened? Yeah, in the yeah that's always. Yeah. I have like. John. Very good dream recall, but it also takes me a moment to differentiate yeah. my dream from reality. I woke so up. There's re- like two minutes of. This morning, super disappointed. I had one last night where I was Bruce Wayne's assistant (laughs) and knew he was Batman but could not keep the secret. I was telling everybody. (laughs) (laughs) He got so mad at me. Like, he, I 
it started. He was going to let me drive the Batmobile the next day. I was stoked. And then I go to my buddy's house, and they're all over there. I'm like, man, you guys, I wonder what Batman is. I'm like, oh, he's my boss, Bruce Wayne. Obviously, he's a millionaire. He's the only one who can afford it. It's clearly Bruce Wayne. I work for him. He's Batman. Like, <laughs> you gossipy bitch. <laughs> had a lot of those like superhero gone wrong dreams yeah <laughs> i've had where like i'm spider-man and i can shoot webs yeah but i can't i'm i don't have the math of peter parker so i can't figure out like trajectories <laughs> and so i'll go but i'll always yeah. drag on the ground i can never get swing. i uh, i think it means i'm sexually i've had a dream <laughs> i've had a dream where i'm spider-man up. but i still live in rural utah or <laughs> suburban utah so it's like it's fucking pointless like there's nowhere to go it's, it's all just fucking houses you could make it just church steeple the church steeple yeah there's yeah, one every true. two blocks that's true that's also true um, I've also had one where like I had the ability to fly, but I could only fly like four feet off the ground. <laughs> so like I'd be horizontal, but only four feet off the ground. I couldn't go any higher. <laughs> yeah, that's also a dream about impotence. It yeah, sounds like <laughs> every, like all these all these like, man, I've yeah. been four feet off the ground since I was twenty one. Mm. Man, I feel you. <laughs> John's got distrust of his girlfriend. Impotence. Can't fear, keep a secret. Fear of change. Fear of change over here. Lucas is just mixing up video games and sex. <laughs> Apparently. He's fucking Zelda characters all over the planet. I think I listened to that last one on a plane and was just that asshole that's sitting laughing to himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, Nick, you want to get the fuck yeah, out of here? get the hell out of here so we can talk about Logan. It's been nice having you. I'm real bummed out because the dogs are just today. dead asleep. I'm like half tempted to just plug my headphones into my phone and watch a TV while I'm down here and you guys talk. Whatever you want to do. You got to get away from here, though, with your phone. Yeah. No phone. Yeah. Interference. No phones. Well, I'm not Tyson. I'm not going to set it on all the cables. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, God damn it, John. Get your phone off the cables. All right, kids. So we're going we're gonna to talk about Logan. As soon as Nick gets the hell out of here. In great detail. Uh oh. Do you so, want me to grab the gate or you got it? I'll get it. I'm just gonna knock it over. So everybody here seen it? Yeah. Yep. Twice. Yeah. So before the movie is this Deadpool trailer and uh Which is pretty funny. But John I, I, was pretty pissed off about yeah, it. Yeah, I wanna hear yeah. why John was so mad about this. Um I mean I sat through 35 minutes of previews. I went to an 11.15 p.m. showing on that Thursday after working for 10 hours. Mm. Like, I'm tired. I just want to watch my movie. Mm. That's <laughs> the worst. And trailers just kept going. It felt longer than normal. Wouldn't surprise me in midnight And then release. I checked the time, and it literally it had been about a half hour. Jesus. It was insane. Who does that? And so then it's done. And the movie starts. It's this guy in a hood walking down the street. I'm like, well, this, this is a weird... Like, I kind of know what's going to happen in this movie. This is a really weird way to start it. Maybe yeah. they're, like, showing the end of the X-Men. Yeah. And it's fucking Ryan Reynolds. And I was like... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, Fox. They and then the trailer snuck. itself, like... It was funny, but I don't know. There was, there was some really... <laughs> I don't like Deadpool, Deadpool. you know, like that's kind of the thing. It's like, I don't really like Deadpool as a character. I I did enjoy the movie, but. I think he's fun in small doses. Yeah, they're they're really pushing the shtick. Well, I mean, they have to. But she kind of fucking, we get it, Ryan Reynolds. 
Hey, he's good looking. You're a good looking man. <laughs> <laughs> like two and a half minutes in that trailer was just his ass pressed against glass. <laughs> I thought that was the highlight. Yeah, I came. <laughs> let's just be real. I didn't, John. <laughs> All right, let's talk about let's talk about Logan. Uh, John, could you lead this conversation? You know the most about Old the source Logan. material, Logan. Well, so there is no source material for this. Because this doesn't right. really follow Old Man Logan. No, Old Man well. Logan, they announced, but it was an impossibility to do because yeah. it they involved, don't have the rights. aside from Logan, it involved all Marvel characters. Hawkeye. Marvel. Hawkeye, Hulk. Red Skull, the Hulk. Yep. Spider-Man. Ant-Man, Doom. Because Spider-Man was Sony, yeah. They can't. Yeah. I felt like they kind of got the spirit, though, of... An older Logan and the cross country. So from what well, I what I'd read is family and all that too. Yeah, what I'd read is Hugh Jackman was drunk, woke up the next day super hungover, got a pen and pad and said, "Unforgiven, the wrestler and the western that they show during the movie." He's like, "I'm gonna make the last movie will be this, and at the end, I'm going to die." And that was that's what he based it on hmm. more so than Old Man Logan. According to Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it a total felt Western. that way. It felt very much. Oh man! Like what's uh, it's True Grit, the one where he's like the revenge tale. He's traveling across. The young girl is. Yeah. Because she's hires him to help track yeah, down. She hires Rooster Cogburn. Yeah. Well, and the guy that did uh, that directed it's the same guy that did Three Ten to Yuma, which is another Western. Yeah, the Three Ten to Yuma. Great lot. Yeah. Somewhat revenge flick. So what? What's our overall opinions of this? Uh, I mean, I loved it. I, I, I loved it as well. I think it's probably flawless. X Men Two is probably still my favorite, and I'd put this right up there with it. But they're completely different movies. Yeah. yeah. But if you were gonna have to say X Men Universe, it'd be those two. Probably X Men Two a little above it, for me. John, um, you're allowed to have a differing opinion. Yeah. No. No. I'm trying to think. I haven't ranked. You don't have to rank it, just like the movie. Like, what did you think of the movie? I enjoyed it. I went into it with really high expectations based on everything I'd read about it. I don't think it was this gift to cinema that everyone has made it out to be, but, like, I felt it was a fitting enough end to Hugh Jackman's contract with Fox. Yeah. Well, and I don't think Mm -hmm. it's going to shift the paradigm of the superhero movie because one thing that I think some people may have noticed is when Batman Begins came out, right? Cool movie. Awesome take. New take on Batman. You know, we've been having the crazy Joel Schumacher shit for years. And so it was nice to kind of get a down to earth, quote unquote, realistic Batman. Right. But then there were so many superhero movies that followed that were like, oh, this is what people want now. They want grounded in reality, gritty superhero movies. And they all just fucking fell short. And there's all this talk now that Logan has changed the paradigm for superhero movies. But my concern is like, I don't need a bunch of like more artsy uh, character. I mean, I like the character driven stuff, but I don't need this post-apocalyptic end of their line story now for a bunch of superheroes. See, I don't think you'll see that because Marvel won't. Yeah. They're not going to break their mold. Yeah. Their billion dollar mold. That's kind of what I liked about this is it Mm -hmm. wasn't in that mold. I'm, I love superheroes. I'm getting very burnt out on superhero movies because it is the exact same setup for Mm -hmm. every single one of them. Yeah. I can't. That's why I was excited about this. Like, and part of it is I knew Hugh Jackman's contract was over. So like I went into it knowing there is a very good chance he's not making it through this movie. And then with, x23 and her friends right you don't get any follow-up so like this movie 
quite probably did not have a happy ending. Those kids probably made it, but there is no right. And I think I like you know, there's no utopia Eden. waiting for them. They're yeah. just yeah, fucking they're... kids in the woods with powers. But you saw how quickly they could all be taken down by mm-hmm. a group. You know, like it's a group of it's a pretty dark dark yeah. movie. And I think you know if they do mm-hmm. decide to continue off on it, right? I mean, there was that voice that Richter was his name, right, or Victor. Richter. There's Richter That's was Richter. talking to yeah, yeah. The Richter was talking to you on the radio. I mean, so they could take that into like a new mutants or something like that and but it could still be a really dark tone for that first and morning. that's the other good thing i'm yeah. sorry but for fox they kind of work this out really well having done days of future past which resets everything apocalypse introducing the young x-men this mm-hmm. is so far in the future that they now have to build back up to the point that wolverine joins the x-men they can totally recast it. it'll be at least two yeah. three movies from now so they've set themselves up really well or for i could also recasting. i could also uh-huh. see them somehow flinging x-23 back somehow and bring her in with the and then because in the comic book she's wolverine right now right well, there's old man logan right and, and there's then x-23 she, and, she's called the wolverine. all new wolverine yeah. yeah so i mean i could see them doing that which i think would be cool i do agree i i it, this movie a lot of what made it so great was it was not your typical superhero movie and i never thought i'd see the day where Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier God. was the comedic relief for the movie, which yeah, was great. Especially him. when Steve Merchant is yeah. starring in the movie. That yeah, guy exactly. Is so fucking yeah, funny. He's hilarious. We'll get to that. But um, you know, it it's a it was a really fitting end, I think, to mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman's time as the Wolverine. And I I thought he always made a great Wolverine. He was always even even during X three. He was still the most tolerable part of that movie. Well, and I mean, and he full on him. I mean, he became the embodiment of Wolverine for oh, yeah. an entire generation, yeah. at least. Well, and he was much like Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man carry the Marvel universe. He carried the he carried the X Men yeah. to a greater yeah. extent, yeah. I think. But so one of the things I wanted to bring up, we're talking about this tone and how dark it was. I don't know how they would be able to carry another movie with just these kids without that tone. I mean, you wouldn't want it because it's this group of new X-Men, but like that girl busted the shit out of that guy's arm. They tore another guy apart. Like These kids have killed people. I don't I don't think they're going to. I, I don't think this that this needs to go Wolverine on any further. This is a Wolverine movie. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to carry it on. They're going to do X-Men stuff. I could I think see them bringing X-23 yeah. in. But I that, could not. But, so, they're also doing... They're expanding TV a ton. So here's some... three, or excuse me, two other X-Men shows mm-hmm. in development right now. And so, so I could see them bringing X-23 into something like that. So here's a that couple X-23. It's a good FX show. But here's yeah. a couple X-23 problems I have, like, just with, just with what you're saying, right? So this movie was in, like, 2029, right? Yeah. So, and she already has adamantium. But how does she So she grow? can't, she can't, right? Yeah, I was like, going to ask you that as far as the comics. Because Wolverine, his bones are cast in it. Does she just have like, like he would get splints on your arm when like Tyson busted his leg? Because her bones are going to grow. If it's covered in adamantium, she wouldn't grow. So she would always be small. So if you, and this is a long shot, right? But hear me out here. So (laughs) aside from his skull, if I remember correctly, in X2, when they go back to the Weapon X program and they show the X-rays on the screen in the lab with the adamantium, mm-hmm. his claws are completely encased, his skull is completely encased, the rest of it is fused along his body, but they had actual bone on there, if I remember correctly. I think you are. 
Okay, and so that that could be how they do. And I don't know if they show X-rays of her in the show. I don't remember. They show her any. cut up like just straight lines on her shin and her leg at different points mm-hmm. where you see parts. But yeah. that was one of my things. Like, is she gonna, so does she have less adamantium? Does that mean she right. won't have the same adamantium like poisoning problem that he had? Sure, he was a hundred and because what he was born in eighteen eighty something. Yeah, right? in the movie universe, yeah. In the comics, it was 1880-something, too. They've done some weird stuff with that, man. That's true. They've okay, also so... said him and Sabretooth are, like, two of the first human beings to ever walk the Earth. So... When was that? That was uh, forgetting the series. It was right before Mark Millar took over, or it was something he did. Hmm. I'll find it. I'll bring I it mean, to it you. Does... I'm curious about that. One thing that I really liked, and I don't know if this is how it is in the comics, but um, how they explained x23's different claws that it was oh like a female the, yeah, like a the, genetic the, the, trait. yeah if you take this mutant and it's the same but you've got the female version and the male version there he's got the male version would have three claws on its hands and she would have two on her hands and one on her, one on each of her feet yeah i thought that was a cool explanation i don't know if yeah. that's what the explanation is in the comics or if there is any explanation i don't but really think cool. there is but i thoroughly enjoyed that yeah, yeah. and there it was, was some it was such also a quick line too. some nods they put in there like that was clearly mutant growth hormone that yeah. he was injecting yeah. even yeah. though they didn't call it that um and the stuff with xavier i get the impression he's who killed the? Yeah, last that was he my said, understanding. He said, so I saw the movie a second time. Yeah, he and says he that. says it like he says. I even killed some X, and right as he says, men is when X twenty four stabs him. Yep. Uh, so he actually says, and I killed a bunch of X men, and then he gets stabbed. So which is that was, fine, but again, a huge change from Old Man Logan. I think that was my favorite right. part of that series. Well, it adds more to the weight of like Wolverine as a character. Totally, I think it would have been a far better deal if he was carrying around all that baggage. I mean, I know it's... I don't know. I feel like it was Hugh Jackman's movie, so he wants to be like... I'm taking care of the old man who killed everyone, you know? Like, I mean, in my mind, that's, yeah. that's, that's, remind me what, how, I don't remember how the X-Men were killed in old man Logan. It's in old so man long. Logan, all the villains team up. Mysterio right. goes to the X mansion and convinces Logan that he is winning the war for the heroes. He's that's the right. last one left and he's cutting up all the villains. Right. As he's stabbing, I forget who it was. Mysterio, reveals you know dispels the illusion and he's stabbing aurora storm through the heart and he's just standing on the bodies of every x-man he's just killed every single X-Man. oh shit yeah but i think so i kind of took it differently like i don't think he was begrudgingly taking care of um xavier to me it felt like no it was like returning the favor like Like he he came in the wild animal and now xavier is the the wild wild animal i do think there's a little like begrudging is probably not the right word but i do feel like he there was a little bit of he's kind of jaded about the whole thing yes he was sure because he's used to being a lone wolf and now he feels the responsibility of taking care of this but he would rather not well and not only that like he's always the lone wolf but they also like apparently xavier killed off all of the x-men which I mean, whether or not he was part of that team at that time when it happened, I mean, if that included Cyclops or Gene or like whoever was the X-Men at that time, mm-hmm. I think there's a little bit of jadedness from that too. Like you killed all these people and even though it wasn't your fault, like I'm still pissed off with like, carrying that around a little bit. Because at the end of Days of Future Past, they are all alive again in 2012 or whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too is that this this... Uh, this movie never really says which timeline it's 
following. Because my understanding is you've kind of got a split timeline now. No, they pretty much, as far as Fox is concerned, they have fixed it. It is all one oh, okay. timeline. Okay. Days of Future Past has reset everything for them. And they are now building. Yeah. Back towards the Fanky so, Jansen. I want to go back to my point because I got cut off and I didn't get to finish what I was saying. So, like, but I really feel like I don't think it was begrudgingly out of anger that he killed the X Men. I feel like it was out of out of duty. And I think what the begrudging came through for me was the fact that Xavier doesn't remember. And so he keeps like calling him like a disappointment, like what a disappointment you are. Like he's like ribbing at him and hitting on him because he like hitting at him because he's pissed off at him for keeping him as a prisoner. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the begrudgingness came through for me was like Xavier doesn't know what he did and doesn't know that Logan is taking care of him after all this shit. And yet Logan is still staying by him. Right. And so and yet he's getting called like which is it's very thankless. A you know, normal right. thing. Yeah. I don't else. know if any of you have had relatives or friends with relatives that have Alzheimer's. That's like a pretty right typical feeling. It yeah. gets pretty tiresome to be going through the motions and doing all this shit for someone. And they just begrudge you for it because they forget that the condition they're in you know they just see it as being held prisoner but i also feel like they were kind of keeping him in that condition to prevent the seizures that apparently destroy everything because (laughs) as he became more lucid during their little adventure he seemed to be with it a lot more and yeah he had a degenerative brain disorder but it seems like that was more causing the seizures not necessarily like i got the impression that all the drugs they were keeping him on to try to prevent the seizures they were purposefully just keeping him drugged up and it wasn't necessarily part of the brain. They said it was Alzheimer's medication. Yeah. It was the Alzheimer's that was causing the seizures to occur. They do kind of, because with his brain, the seizures, the seizures are catastrophic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I kind of viewed like when they were on the road and out in the air, like he was having like a good month, like type of situation, like where he was cognizant and doing better. Well, but. They actually addressed it. Logan didn't know he wasn't taking his. Yeah. He ends up fine. That's why yeah. he was getting better is because he stopped taking his medication. Yeah. yeah, Logan had other shit to deal with and yeah. stopped managing dad's pills. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. And I love that aspect too. That like, what's the thing? And the director talked about this a bit too. What's the thing that Wolverine Logan's most afraid of? The connection with other people and losing that connection. And this movie, he has to face that with having a father father figure being Xavier and then having a daughter and being right in the middle of that. So apparently James Mangold, who directed this one and also the Wolverine, Mm -hmm. um, there was, I saw a a Twitter thread with him and it was uh, just a fan that saw the movies and he said, James Mangold, you son of a bitch. And it shows the scene of him in the car with uh, that one chick that is his sidekick in the Wolverine. I don't remember her name, but you know, she can see the future to yeah. a degree. And she says, I see you dying around a bunch of bodies, a bunch of bloody bodies with your heart in your hand. And then the next, the next picture was him holding X 23's hand as he died and he's all bloody. So, and James Mangold is like, yep. <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> I know how to tie a story together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're welcome. Talking film cool. director. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. God, man. All right. How many times did you guys cry in that movie? Cause I cried twice. I definitely got choked up. It was really sad. Up, yeah. I, I when I watched it, I thought about you, and I even thought about Mike, my brother, when he watched it. I'm sure having like a daughter specifically. Yeah, I mean that was kind of like the dad thing for me. 
Um, I don't like that. The end part where he just goes charging into like takes the mutant growth hormone and just goes berserker on him. Like that was so badass. Like I love that part. And it was, and it was so cool because for one, it's like this movie's just full of like Wolverine moments that we've never gotten before because well, you it's can never see how heavy it is that he, what he's carrying. Yeah, like, exactly. He doesn't just kill people. Like he maims and slaughters. Yeah. He, he hurts them. <laughs> that like, weight is. Yeah. Yeah. And now like he understands that that's more or less his daughter. And these kids don't have a prayer in the world to get anywhere safe unless it's unless it's up to him. Right. And he knows he's dying. He knows he's being poisoned to death by that his own adamantium bones. Total Western at this point. Yeah, exactly. So he's just like, fuck it. I'm going to try everything I can to get these kids to safety. And just he just goes in there and just wrecks shit. I think one of, this being one of my favorite Wolverine moments, much like and maybe I'm alone in this. Like, yeah. And Mad Max. One of my favorite things is when he goes off, he disappears, goes to the tank, comes back, and he's covered in blood, and he's got all the weapons and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you don't see the hero being a badass. You just know what happened. Yeah. So when Wolverine's off screen, and you just hear him screaming and roaring, Yeah. and everybody and the kids are like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, we need to keep moving. Yeah, just everyone keep going. <laughs> yeah, because there's like a whole scene of just the kids running through the forest, and you just hear Wolverine in behind them just maiming Berserker and slaughtering. Barrage. Yeah. Yeah. I did appreciate the part at the opening of the movie, um, which was hard. Like, that was a little disheartening to start the movie off watching right. Wolverine get his ass kicked. Like, that was probably like, yeah. one of the harder parts. Don't for shoot me. the car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he, when he pops his claws and when uh, does it come out all the way, and then he has to fucking like pull oh, it out. Oh, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, but I was glad home. when he finally got up and beat the shit out of those guys and that he was more or less holding back because I'm like, and, and, and during the whole movie, it's hard to watch Logan he's limping he's beat up he's not healing uh, or at least as quickly as he used not even close to as quickly as he used to and so he is just beat up to this whole movie there's yeah. never really until he takes that mutant growth hormone there's never really a time where he's full yeah. health. and i love that they made that like what a 20 minute effect or something i mean in the movie it's like three minutes but in the real world like yeah it wasn't like, a permanent fix this was yeah. the last ditch effort to do this one last good thing mm-hmm. i uh yeah, I liked it a lot. I was surprised, like you said, him limping around. It, the the action in the movie, everything felt, it didn't feel as quick cut fake. Like it was much yeah. more personal. Even in the car chase, you know, Wolverine's going to haul ass to bust through this fence. And it doesn't work. And it doesn't work and <laughs> yeah. he gets stuck and now he has to do this other thing. Yeah. It was, I liked how grounded it was for a superhero movie. Well, and the combat just was super close and personal. Um, well, when he's going through the hotel and it's in slow motion, mm-hmm. basically because of Xavier, and he's slowly stabbing this guy in the head that can't move. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was... Yeah. I, there wasn't really any grandiose, uh, you know, superhero, quote-unquote, moves in this. It was just him popping his claws and swinging as wildly as best he could right. at this point in his life. Well, and just how shitty, like, Wolverine again says... Everybody around me dies, which is kind of the thing. Like everybody I care about, anybody around me dies, and everybody in the movie did die. Yeah, like, yep. including the family that took them in for the night. Yep. Yeah, which is super well, fucked up. There was a really cool underlying theme too, with like that speech she gives over his grave, right, where she sees it with Xavier, and mm-hmm. then she gives that speech. But then he also t- basically tells her that like two or three times throughout the movie, like, yeah, you're gonna have to live with that. Yeah, you'll like, learn to live with that. It sucks, but you just have to deal like that. I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. I, know. I thought that was a good nod to the comics when X-24 kills the family he took in. Mm-hmm. 
It's not only does everyone around Wolverine die, Wolverine usually has to kill them. He's put in a situation where he himself has to end it. Yeah. And well, so Phoenix. Twice. Yeah. He had to kill her the second time. He's killed Jean Grey twice. I was actually surprised that they did the X-24. Like, I mean, as soon as they said X-24, I'm like, oh, we're going to see a young Wolverine. I knew yeah. that was coming. But I think I was surprised how prominent it was. Normally, I'd take or leave it, but I think especially in this where he was facing himself and his past and that he was grown as an individual and a character outside of just being rage. Mm -hmm. And this is the worst parts of him. Yeah. I felt like it was kind of important. Oh, I think it was definitely it it fit the story very well. I I didn't go into the movie expecting to see any of that. I had no clue who the big bad was going to be, you know, so. And I like that it wasn't a very prominent big bad. No, he was in the shadows. Like you only see him two, like in two or three scenes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that kind of threw me off. I thought they were going to work sinister into this somehow. I thought so too. The end of Apocalypse, the post credit is them taking Wolverine's blood to Essex Corporation, Mm -hmm. Nathaniel Essex, Mr. Sinister, Sinister. who is then going to clone it, which we know is going to be X-23. And they just didn't tie it in at all. It was really weird. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I kept expecting these guys to be Essex employees, guys hired by Essex. Yeah. It was nothing. Like, what was the name of the company? I don't know. Something Gen or... Yeah, I don't... That was the one thing. I was like, maybe this is a shell company and I just don't remember it. Mm -hmm. Is that... Because he is a geneticist. That's what Sinister does, but... Yeah, I, I thought I thought for sure it didn't ring any bells for me. I didn't think we would see Sinister, Mr. Sinister, yeah. but I thought for sure Essex would be thrown around, or even maybe you hear someone. You know, when he was talking on the comms, I was like waiting for him to say Mr. Sinister or something. You know, just to tie that back to Someone's Age of Apocalypse. Eyes flash red, just something yeah. like that. You know, I thought yeah. we were gonna get yeah. something, but we didn't. We did not. I, I would say it's definitely worth seeing. I would absolutely. say it's, a, it's the what, first movie I've seen in theaters in months. And I'm I very go, glad that I did. I kind of want to see it with somebody that has never seen anything X-Men related. So Danielle and I watched X-Men leading up to this, mm-hmm. and I almost wish we hadn't. Yeah. Because I just out of context, I've heard other people, like two or three separated from me, going and seeing this and really loving it Well, it's a, without it's just, knowing anything about it. Like you said, it's a good Western. Yeah. I mean. This old guy down on his luck. Yeah. Never had that feeling or that family feeling. Yeah. He's avoiding it at all costs, including when he's buried Xavier. Yeah. And she comes and holds his hand and then he goes and beats the shit out of his truck. Yeah. Like how much more avoidance of like connection can you get? Yeah, exactly. So I thought it was excellent. I thought it was well done. Um, I, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Great movie. I would. You know what I will say? I'm surprised they have the instrumental soundtrack. I'm surprised there's not a soundtrack of just the music in that yeah, movie. Yeah, Cash and everything. Yeah, Jim Croce, I believe, is the. Yeah, I had a name and all that. Goddamn, it was... it's a great movie. John. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, don't know if you I like closing. It. I don't know. No closing. Just glad I looked up if there were post-credits scene. I did not, and, and we uh, sat through yeah, the entire right. fucking credits. I but, stood up, and I said loudly, I just checked, there are none, and everyone in the theater <laughs> rose, and we all walked out. <laughs> I wish someone had done that for us, because yeah. I sat there thinking, I'm like, this does not, this movie does not need an end credit scene. And that's why right. I'm glad there wasn't Deadpool after, because with how heavy that ended, oh, if it turned into like, let's see Deadpool's ass, yeah. I would have been especially like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, on like, Man, I had to chew on that movie for a day after. Oh yeah, for like, sure. At least it a day. After. Yeah, I yeah. just sat there and Danny's like, "So what'd you think?" I'm like, I don't. 
know if I can talk about this yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a great one. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week. This episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East, Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes. Be sure to check out our friends through being cool, and we'll catch you guys next week.